Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKeity. And Kelly Williams. And this week's episode is truly action-packed. We're going to be covering somebody that you guys have requested a ton. It's going to be, I'm I'm so excited. But before we get into any of it, of course, we have to talk about pop culture. The Grammys are coming up, and I'm anxious to know your predictions. Overall, how do you feel about the Grammys now in general? Because I don't know if it's because I'm older. I don't know if it's because I know how allegedly rigged it is, but Mm. the Grammys just don't do it for me anymore. Yeah, I know. It makes me really sad because I used to actually really love watching the Grammys. It was my favorite award show. Yeah, it was. It just felt different back in the day. And I, I agree with you. I don't know how much of that has to do with like that we know too much. We know the bullshit that goes into, you know, being given a Grammy and that you can just basically buy one if you want. Joe Alwyn. (laughs) Yeah, you can just be like, hey, I want a Grammy. Make that happen and then they'll just do it. So that's like very disappointing. Yeah, it doesn't hit the way it used to. It doesn't mean as much to me anymore. When I was younger, I was like, if you win a Grammy, you are just the one. Like, it is your moment. Now, I kind of feel like anybody can just get a Grammy. I know. It kind of bums me out. It does bum me out. With that said, yes. (laughs) Okay, what is your prediction for record of the year? So if you guys don't know, ABBA, Don't Shut Me Down, Adele, Easy On Me, Beyonce, Break My Soul, Brandy, Carlisle, You and Me on the Rock, Doja Cat Woman, Harry Styles, As It Was, Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5, Lizzo, About Damn Time, Mary J. Blige, Good Morning Gorgeous, and Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. I fucking hope it's not as it was. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it's between Adele and Beyonce but I, I hope ABBA ABBA's never won and I would love it if ABBA was to get a Grammy that would make me so happy if it was ABBA that would just be so cool but I agree with you. I definitely think it's between those two and I also unfortunately do think that Harry Styles has like a really good chance of winning that Grammy I think this is going to be Harry Styles big year for Grammys yeah. and you guys know how I feel about him as a player. <laughs> okay, so for album of the year, we have ABBA with Voyage, Adele with 30, Bad Bunny, Beyonce, Brandy Carlisle, Coldplay, 
Harry Styles, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, and Mary J. Blige. I think Bad Bunny deserves it. Bad Bunny had a huge year last year. Yeah. I really hope Bad Bunny wins. I could very much see that happening, too, because it would also, like, you know, the Grammys also love to, like, look good. Mm. And it would be, like, a good look for them for Bad Bunny to win. Because, Um, I mean, Adele and Beyonce always fucking win. Right. I get why. But it's also, like, I do think Bad Bunny deserves it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, even though people are going to hate that I'm going to say this, even though Adele had, like, a massive album, it didn't feel as all-encompassing as a regular Adele moment. I completely agree. I actually didn't like her new album. I didn't really care for it. Like, I was into it at first, but then at a certain point I was like, how much of Adele just like wailing and screaming do I really want to hear? Like, I'm, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like I hit a wall at a certain point. I was like, I don't want to hear Adele screaming anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, and I love Adele, but I just, I, I don't think that the album hit the way that it normally would. And it, like her previous album was like the whole year, you couldn't escape it, you know? So do you think Bad Bunny will win album of the year? I think Bad Bunny will win. Or again, I really do think that Harry Styles I really think that the Grammys would love to have like a whole Harry Styles princess night. You know what I mean? For sure. Okay. Song of the year. We have Adele easy on me. Beyonce break my soul. Bonnie Raitt. Just like that. DJ Khaled. I don't know why I said his name like that. Featuring Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, John Legend and Friday. God did. Gail, ABCDEFU. Harry Styles as it was. Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5, Lizzo, About Damn Time, Steve Lacey, Bad Habit, and Taylor Swift, All Too Well, 10-Minute Version. I mean, I would love Taylor to win. I think Harry's going to win this one. I think it's between Harry and Lizzo. Yeah. Because About Damn Time had a... I mean, if we're going simply based on the song that like took over the year, Lizzo, right? I, I think it was as it was. Harry Styles almost beat, I think, Mariah Carey for longest weeks at number one. Is Harry just going to win all these awards? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I I mean, we already have talked about this. We both think he's his own version of an industry plant. Yeah. And so we're going to get Harry Styles fans all mad at us. I know. But anything he wins, it doesn't feel surprising because it's like, well, yeah, like. And that's not to say that I don't think Harry is talented. I don't think that anything he wins is like paid for, but he is, he has like such a crazy machine behind him right now. Yeah. And they're working overtime and I just wouldn't be surprised, I guess. I agree. And then we're just going to do one more guys, because we don't want to go through every single category and bore you. So best pop solo performance, Adele, easy on me, bad bunny, Moscow mule, Doja cat woman, Harry Styles, as it was, Lizzo, About Damn Time, and Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. I think Lizzo wins for this. You're probably right. Best pop solo, that feels very Lizzo. Yeah. That feels like it would be very Lizzo. I'm going to go Lizzo on best pop solo for sure. And I can't wait for us to not remember who we said is going to win. And be wrong about all of them. Harry will be the only celebrity who shows up and everybody will be like, I wonder why. I know. I know. (laughs) So did you see that Jeffree Star is dating a football player and posting all about it and everyone's trying to figure out who it is? Yes, of course. 
I want to know who it is. I know a lot of people say it's a guy. His last name's Nasib or Nasab. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like the only out NFL player. Yeah. But I don't think it's him. I get why people would think that because for Jeffrey to be so posty, I mean, he's clearly going to reveal this relationship, right? And do a big thing. So I could see it being him because then there's no, that's not like messy. Mm. But I kind of don't think it's him either. It feels too obvious. Yeah. But also who would be comfortable with Jeffrey teasing them like that on their Instagram? Could you imagine if it was Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> oh my God. Jeffrey, it, I would die, but Jeffrey isn't enough of like a athletic twink to be for it to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Unless you look like a shirtless Nick Jonas and ain't happening. But I'm I'm excited to see what comes of this. God, if Jeffrey knows how to keep his name kicking around in the dirt, he knows how. I really don't follow him closely, but I feel like I know so much about him because I have no choice. You literally have no choice. He's so good at remaining famous for nothing. It's crazy. And I think you said this during the Warp Tour, but I was looking at his fa- rises and falls of fame. It's like every four years. Yeah, he's been canceled about a hundred times. And the things that Jeffrey gets involved in are not little scandals. They're like internet encompassing, like everybody watching, destroying people's lives, destroying people's livelihood, insane scandals. And somehow Jeffrey slithers out through a crack and does it again over and over and over. It's just crazy. He definitely slithers. <laughs> it's what he leaves a trail of like pink slime behind everywhere he goes. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about, I guess, pop culture wise, of course, is Britney. It's always Britney. And, you know, I just have to say, I've been getting this influx of DMs. The Britney DMs have never been more off the chain. I will tell you that. They've never been more wild and all over the place. People's opinions are really just everywhere. There's no collective thought about what's going on with Britney Spears. And I will say something that's really bothered me just personally is I've been getting a lot of messages from people who are like, I was very anti them sending the police to Britney's home. And I was very open about that. I didn't Mm -hmm. think that that was cool. I don't think that it's cool to send the police to somebody's house that you don't know on a hunch just based on their Instagram being deleted. I completely understand that Britney's Instagram is crazy and makes people scared. And you have every right to be scared and protective. I get that. I would never take that from anybody because I feel that way. But at the same time, I'm never going to support a bunch of people on TikTok who have had no invested interest in this girl's well-being at all. They've randomly decided that this is a really interesting thing to follow because they've watched every fucking episode of Law and & Order and, now they, and they don't want to restart them. It's like, find another true crime podcast to invest your time in. You're not a detective. You are not CSI. You're not FBI. You don't really know what's going on. You think that you do because you're following a bunch of people on the internet who are trying to make careers out of being detectives for this girl. That's toxic. Those people are fucking toxic. I don't support them. I don't like it. I've seen a bunch of people starting new podcasts as Britney detectives because they got followers on Instagram from saying that she's photoshopped into things. 
I just, I don't support it. And I don't really know what else to say about it, but the messages have been insane of people saying that I'm team conservatorship. And I got a really unhinged DM earlier today from someone saying that they hope that I return back to being a real Britney fan and all this stuff. And one thing you're not going to do is question whether or not I'm a Britney Spears fan. So that's really all I have to say. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I'm never going to be in support of people hounding this girl like this. I just don't think it's helpful. And also fuck Alyssa Milano. I'm supposed to be supportive of Alyssa Milano sending out a concern tweet. She should start at home. And explain what you mean by that, Troy. <laughs> Her, Alyssa Milano's husband is one of the biggest talent agents in all of Hollywood. He helped fund Me Too. He helped start it, which is good for him. But like, I wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that he is a fucking talent scout. And the agency that he works for is allegedly responsible for tons of casting couch shit happening. So do you think I give a fuck that Alyssa Milano is concerned about Britney Spears? I do not. And if you are, good for you, but I would advise you to do some research. And that's that on that. <laughs> but I got really fired up when I got that DM earlier. I was like, how dare you? Questioning your loyalty to Britney is wild. I'm never going to be teen conservatorship. Please don't. That's the worst thing you can say to me. I'd rather you hit my mom. I'd rather watch you beat up <laughs> say something like that. Really. Oh <laughs> That was a joke, everybody. That was a joke. I love my mother. Hi, mom. Well, I guess we can get into the subject matter. Yes. Tell me your Ellen thoughts and feels, Troy. I want you to go first because I just okay. talk so much and I have a lot to say about Ellen. So I don't okay. want to railroad you. I want you to go. We'll give you a breath. Yeah. Um, I guess like I grew up loving Ellen. She really had me fooled until she didn't. Until I guess I was more on like Twitter and you'd read these insane things that were happening on set. And you're kind of like, wait, what? And then the clips start going viral, right? Yeah. She's basically forcing Mariah Carey to admit she's pregnant. She's openly mocking Sofia Vergara, who I used to think was in on the joke. And she definitely yeah. like fucking hated it. Yeah. And even, even like how she would grill Taylor about who she was dating and would like, throw up random pictures behind her and be like, what's that about? Mm -hmm. And I used to think, you know, all the celebrities were in on it. Cause that's what, you know, late night shows are like, right. But just kind of seeing how celebrities acted on her show, acted around her. It was really interesting. And again, once Dakota Johnson was like, actually, Ellen, I did invite you. Mm -hmm. And everyone started to really talk about, their experiences on Ellen. I know like Ryan Phillippe talked about how much he hated Ellen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's kind of just, I'm glad it all came to the forefront. And I know someone who worked as a writer on Ellen's show. In mm. one year for Halloween, they all dressed up as Ellen, thinking it would be like a funny thing. Mm -hmm. And Ellen allegedly walked into the writer's room and she was like, this is not funny. I don't know why you think you would do this, but I'm not going to fire you. I'm just going to let you know your contracts will not be renewed. So like oh they had to write for her until all their contracts were up and she did not renew, allegedly did not renew contracts. So that's not funny, but scaring celebrities while they're trying to have serious conversations with you is funny. Right. Wow. 
Yeah. So I heard that. And then I knew someone who does like styling and Portia apparently came in and Ellen made her FaceTime the entire time. And she supposedly like picked what Portia was going to wear for this photo shoot. She had to like approve of the the looks. This is a full Portia and Ellen episode. There's just so many Portia blinds. Yeah, I mean, to piggyback off of what you said, I grew up, like, I, as a kid, was obsessed with Ellen. Mm -hmm. My family watched the Ellen show, her sitcom, and her coming out was so formative to me. Like, when I think about that, I almost, like, the hairs on my arms raised, because I just remember as a kid being so, like, proud of her, and like, oh my god, Ellen is, like, out, and she's saying that she's gay. But then the response, I mean pushed me right the fuck back in the closet. I said, let's turn that key and lock it the fuck up and never tell anybody that I'm gay because the response to Ellen coming out was so insane in the 90s. And I know a lot of people, especially like our younger listeners, didn't live through that. But like, to give you an example, like when Ellen came out on Time Magazine and then she went on the Oprah show, Oprah basically opened up the audience to talk to her. First of all, Oprah received so many bomb and death threats that day that the studio was like terrified to even have an audience there. No way. Their phone lines were ringing off the hook with death threats. They couldn't even keep track of how many people were saying they were going to blow up the studio and kill everybody in it. And Oprah opened up the conversation to the audience and the audience just ripped her on national television completely destroyed her for coming out. And they had every right to on TV because you could do that shit in the 90s, you know? So that stuff had like a really intense effect on me. And and, and I liked Ellen's stand-up too. Like I I grew yeah. up watching her stand-up and I just loved her. So throughout the years, yeah, finding out that she was like treating people bad. And like you said, if you read about this stuff in blinds or on Twitter and stuff, like people have been talking since the the start of her show about how mean she is to her staff and just that it's all bullshit. So it was a real moment to find out that it was like all, you know, whatever. And the, the, the downfall of Ellen was just such a crazy thing to watch, I guess. And it happened so quick. It was so fast. I don't think people could be like, oh, it was one or two complaints. It was literally every single person on set. And that's how you know it's real. Because it's like, all these people have been waiting for the moment that they could finally tell their story and like be supported and have people behind them and not be scared to never be, you know, to be blackballed or not be able to get another writer's job or whatever, you know? But yeah, I'm excited to get into it. This is going to be wild. I'm just letting everybody know. And just really quick, guys, other things that she allegedly did, you weren't even allowed to look in her direction as she walked down the hallway. You would have to like turn your head, look away. You could not speak to her, obviously. And I don't know, there was something about at a restaurant, someone was chewing gum near her and she flipped out. Like, because yeah, yeah. there is that part of me, I'm like, well, maybe she had to put up these walls because of how she was treated after she came out. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. you can't be screaming at everybody. Yeah, she's notoriously just horrendous at restaurants too, like to servers and stuff. She's one of the worst celebrities I've read about just in general. Worse than Christina, which is like really saying a lot. Yeah. 
as far as treating um, servers and stuff really bad. And also, I'm glad that you brought up the thing about her calling, they're like being on FaceTime with the stylist or Portia. Because I've also always read that Ellen is kind of the reason that Portia took a backseat to acting. Because mm-hmm. Ellen wanted her to not be a star, basically. You know, I mean, Portia was like a big fucking star. Like, the funny, I to me, she's the funniest person on Arrested Development. And you know, Portia was an icon. Like she was, Ally McBeal, like she was a huge, huge actor. Completely agree. Yeah, I've heard the same. So I'm interested to see what blinds say. Just like a random Ellen thing that really bugs me is she also moves all the fucking time. Mm. I don't know if you know this, like every two years she gets a new mansion. Yeah. And for some reason, that's like really bothersome to me. Like if you can't stay in your $70 million mansion and you have to go to like a $74 million mansion. Like, I don't know, something about it really fucking annoys me. Well, she needs good views for her and George Bush to hit golf balls off the fucking whatever into the mountains. Oh yeah, I forgot they're besties too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the gear up for the, the, the names involved in this episode. So those were all opinions and everything from here on out is alleged. So we start in the year 2000. Oh, the trials and tribulations of being a Hollywood couple. No one thought that this pair would last, and of course, they didn't. Despite the volcanic heat in the bedroom and brave public faces they both wore. But some of us thought the younger one of the two was only using the older one as a stepping stone and would ditch their partner as soon as better roles came in. And that did not turn out to be the case. No, but doom these two was a plain old-fashioned wandering eye. It seemed that the older introduced the younger to a friend, This didn't prove to be the addition of a friendship, but rather the subtraction of a relationship, as the, quote, friend proved to be a a minus woman subtracting the younger away from the older. The sad part is the friend only wanted a meaningless fling, while the younger of the no longer a pair thought it was something meaningful. Now there are two broken hearts and one smirking face. So the older, of course, being Ellen, the younger, our first mention of Miss and Heche. And the smirking face is still up for question, but it says that it could either be Gina Gershon or Cheryl Crow. And it says Ellen did, Anne, who did Gina, who did Owen Wilson, Cheryl's boyfriend, who did Cheryl, who did Anne. So it's a cesspool, of course, in typical Beyond the Blinds fashion. Okay. Isn't Ellen known for, or allegedly, she also like kind of pushes people out of the closet? I've always heard that about her with the people she's with. Oh, I didn't know that, but it makes sense. Yeah, I've heard she did it to Portia and Anne. Oh, Anne. Should I talk you, about now? Yeah, you I know you, but we had we had lunch the other day and I was like, I can't wait to talk about Anne. So you like let it all out, please. Okay. So I weirdly grew up really loving Anne H2. I don't know why, what it was about her, but I just always as far as celebrities go, Anne Hayes was very rare in the fact that she was so candid, so open about all the shit that she had gone through, her crazy fucking family, her abusive upbringing, her mental health, her addiction. She is the first celebrity that I remember talking about mental health, not in like a People magazine way, in a real way. Like I have this, 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 and this. This is worse than this. I've been medicated for this, but then this comes back like she was a real. And 
I, her relationship with Ellen was just so, again, just so formative to me, like these public lesbians and they were like the face of the gay community. Mm-hmm. They were the most famous gay people in the whole entire world. So it was like, everybody was obsessed with talking about Anne and Ellen. And I think that my life changed when Anne Hayes showed up at that lady's house looking for aliens. Like that was my like, oh, I love celebrity. I love tabloids. Like this shit is wild. I would suggest going back and reading about that story if you haven't in a long time or if you don't know about it, because it's actually really super fucking interesting that she just like showed up at this woman's house naked. And when she got there, she literally, the woman opened the door and Anne Hayes was like, hi, I'm being picked up here by aliens on your roof. I have to come in. Do you have an entertainment system? She goes, I like VHSs. She walks into this woman's house, sits down on the couch. The woman is like, this is Anne Heche. Right. She's the most famous person in the world. She sits down naked on this woman's couch, waits for her to set her up with dinner and a movie, which the woman does because she doesn't know what to do. And she set up a whole ass room the way Anne Heche would like while she's naked. And the woman obviously secretly called the police, but like Anne Hayes showed up at her door nude, like crazy. Are there more blinds with her or did she just have that little? Oh, she pops up again. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So we jumped to 2007. This power lesbian couple could be on the ropes. Seems they're having arguments common to any long-term marriage, but the one who's a B-plus-less actress has decided she doesn't need the aggravation any longer and is wanting someone younger and more attentive to her needs. Ellen and Portia. And then we jump to 2008. About which talk show host's supposed girlfriend was Rosie O'Donnell heard to say, quote, look at her nails. She could never be a lesbian with those nails. <laughs> talking about Portia. That's hysterical. Much too manicured to be a lesbian. No, the thing is, if they have long nails, a lot of people are like, oh, that's if you go to like a lesbian bar. It's funny. You'll know who like the straight friend is or you assume because (laughs) usually their nails are longer. (laughs) I love it. The revolving door of judges on this reality show was not carefully planned. Judge one wanted out a couple years ago, but producers refused to let him go because they thought he was the single biggest factor in the show's success. They thought that judge three was easily replaced by anyone of the same gender, but were disappointed that the audience never warmed up to judge four, judge three's replacement. Producers brought in judge five because they thought he or she would provide the warmth factor as well as being an informed critic. Likeable, yes. Critical, no. Three facts are not made public. The first is that both Judge 4 and Judge 5 are being blamed for the show's decline. The producers feel that their picks were not up to par with previous seasons. The second is that Judge 4 was supposed to have been fired last season, but they couldn't find an adequate replacement quickly enough. The third is that Judge 2 will be let go by next season. So that's an American Idol blind. Judge one being Simon Cowell, judge two being Randy Jackson, judge three, Paula Abdul, judge four, Cara Dioguardi, and judge five being Ellen. Oh my God, I hated Cara. 
You did? I did. I felt like she was like very mean to the female contestants only. Mm. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Like very mean to them. And like the guys, she'd be like, but you're cute. But the girls, they'd be <laughs> like, you look like shit. You sound like shit. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't a good fit on that show, but we can't, we can't slander the, the writer of auto, the producer of autobiography. We just can't. <laughs> we have to protect Queens. Everyone can be correct once. And she was correct with, with Ashley Simpson. Listen, I don't know much about her personally, but I do know that that woman, she's got a songwriting talent. She writes some fucking pops. I completely agree. Like, Damn, like she writes so many songs. Ellen on the show was terrible too because she played so anti-Simon. And she was like, I didn't know he was so mean. I'm like, you didn't know Simon Cowell wasn't nice? Right. It's like she tried to replace Paula as like, I'm the nice one who will always just say something nice. I forgot that she even was on American Idol. I think just for a season and by the end, she was like, I will never do that again because I don't like hurting people's feelings. I'm like only behind the scenes. She only likes to right. cut people down behind the scenes. <laughs> right. Me and Kathy Griffin have entered the chat. We have something else to say. Yeah. You mentioned that. What did Kathy say? Did she just say Ellen was terrible? So Ellen is one of the people that for years has had Kathy Griffin blackballed. Mm. Constantly is taking jobs away from Kathy or, um, making sure Kathy doesn't get hired for stuff. And she only had Kathy on her show one time. And she basically brought her on to humiliate her and say, like, you're so mean. Why can't you do comedy in a nice way? Blah, blah, blah. And Kathy has always said, Ellen is really mean. Like, she's really, really mean. And everybody knows it. And it's crazy that she's trying to get jobs taken from me because I'm mean. But, like, I treat all of the people that I work with nice. And she's terrible. So then when all that stuff and when Kathy got canceled, Ellen fucking leaned in and like, this is our moment. It's like her and Andy Cohen. It was like Captain Planet. All the people around that want to be Kathy Griffin were like, let's get her. (laughs) So I'll never be able to forgive her for that. So we're now in 2012. What lovable TV personality felt obligated to ask her A-lister pal for permission before purchasing the home of her ex? The friend gave the okay but added that she would never step foot in the house her ex shared with the woman he dumped her for. So Ellen, this is Ellen, Jennifer Aniston, and Ellen bought Brad Pitt's Malibu house. I will say I do side eye Jennifer Aniston for being close with like Ellen and always being at Joe Francis's home. Mm -hmm. Even though her blind item life was very much just like she gets cheated on and smokes weed. Mm -hmm. It's, it's weird. It's weird. This big-hearted talk show host has been warned to stop taking in rescue animals. Her exasperated producers are concerned because the fanatical animal lover loves to adopt homeless pets, then pawns them off to the talk show's staff, network executives, and anyone else she can corner. I remember that came out about her. Yeah, I remember that was one of the things. Yeah. That she makes people take dog after dog after dog after dog and... If they don't want the dog, then she's like, well, then you're fired. How insane you come home from work one day and you're like, hey, honey, another chihuahua. Ellen made me take it. We already have 15. Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids. (laughs) 
every time you leave work, you have a so minivan full of dogs. <laughs> We're now in 2013. This high-earning TV star gives the appearance of being kind and generous. For her staff, though, her generosity is making their lives miserable. The star publicly professes love of animals and has plenty of pets at home. What isn't publicized, however, is how some of those pets rotate through her home. This is interesting. She rescues an adorable puppy, realizes that she has too many puppies, and then she seeks to give away her older pets to a staff member. If they say no, she berates them until one of them agrees to take the animal into their home. The pressure doesn't stop there. She then tries to dictate to them which pet food they need to buy and which pet supplies that they should use. And as if that wasn't enough, she's also constantly pressuring staff to give up animal products like meat that she thinks they shouldn't be eating or using. Over time, her staff has grown bitter and resentful of her actions. They feel that she has inappropriately crossed the line from employer to controller. Many of the employees don't have the time, money, or space to adopt any more of these animals, and many of them enjoy eating meat. They are annoyed that they're the ones who have to pay the price for her, quote, kindness and generosity. However, they fear that if they don't play along and live their lives according to her rules, that she will find an excuse to fire them. And the food thing makes so, not the eating meat, of course, but like, you know, her being like, only use this pet food. I have a pet food brand, only use Ellen DeGeneres Pet Food Incorporated. That's abuse. That's literally abuse. Yeah. Which widely loved show biz lesbian who comes off like a total cream puff apparently treats her underlings like utter garbage? One dealer claims this C-list actress with an A-list spouse regularly requested full body massages after getting her cocaine delivery. This is the first of many blinds about Miss Portia de Rossi liking to ski. That was even in like Us Weekly. Yeah. And she's been pretty open about her, her struggles and stuff. And I know a lot of people put like made comparisons between, you know, her being with Anne and like having this really intense control over this woman who is very fragile. Ellen telling her what she should and shouldn't do with her career, basically managing her. And then she like pretty much did the exact same thing with Portia. It is weird. Yeah. Very much a control freak. Oh, yeah. This greatly loved and highly respected A-lister now regrets giving this rapidly falling B-lister a leg up in the industry. She fell for their victim role and thought maybe the project they were offering would help stop the tailspin and get them back on track. Well, she was wrong. Although she's one of the kindest, gentlest souls around, she is a fierce businesswoman and didn't get where she is today with kittens and rainbows. She knows her market and audience and what they want to see, and while she thought the B-lister was going to be a great compliment to that, they actually wound up being the antithesis of the A-lister's brand. The B-lister is an ill-behaved diva that berates and antagonizes her staff and is completely inflexible when the A-lister tries to give advice. The B-lister tries to cry and play victim that the A-lister isn't helping enough, but she isn't about to ruin her brand by giving the B-lister another chance. At this point, she just wants the B-lister's project to quietly fail, take the loss, and keep her brand intact. But the B-lister has told people close to the project that they will not go down without a fight. 
They will sling as much mud as possible the A-lister's way if they allow the project to fail. The A-lister wasn't about to be baited and has already had her people dropping some juicy tidbits in the press to distance herself from the B-lister and let people know the truth of the situation. The project is going to fail by Christmas, no doubt. It's how messy it's all going to get. That's the question. And that's Ellen and Bethany Frankel. That's all true. All of that is true and came to fruition because that show lasted a year. It lasted exactly as long as I guess they said it would. And Ellen did not really show any public support. I mean, she did at the beginning, but she just sort of let it, you know, slowly burn. And then she distanced herself and stopped talking to Bethany Frankel on her show. I can't imagine those two would get along. Oh, my God. It was such a weird moment when they tried to make their partnership like a thing. It did not feel it wasn't good. (laughs) The C-plus list mostly television actress who used to be on a hit show for an almost network never has said anything about being gay or bisexual, but she sure was doing a good job of sneaking into two quick make-out grope sessions with this very attached female A-list celebrity who found a way to ditch her partner a couple of times. What will this lead to? Hint, the A-lister is a talk show host, so <laughs> Kelly's face. Do you want to do the reveal? It's probably Jessica Zor from Gossip Girl with Ellen. Jessica Zor pops up a lot for us, too. She's interesting. She has a Gossip Girl rewatch podcast, and, like, I want to be on it so fucking bad. Oh my God, put it into the ether. I know. Jessica, I don't believe these blind items about you. Can I come <laughs> I- on your show? <laughs> I know that you're a sweet girl. Can I come on? (laughs) Can we chat? We are now in 2014. This B-list mostly television actress who has a bit of the off kilter in her was spotted at a restaurant with a man. Not to worry. I don't think she's cheating on her B-list mostly television actor significant other. Nope. The guy she's meeting with is writing a tell-all book about this A-plus list celebrity. A scathing tell-all apparently. Our actress seemed happy to tell lots of stories considering it was a three hour long meal. So that's Anne Haish, the B-list actor being James Tupper and the tell-all being Ellen. I also love that they call her off kilter. I know. Like what? I know. What A-list actress slash musician slash TV host was seen having lunch with that funny lady slash TV host? Could this mean she's finally going to be coming out? And that was Ellen having lunch with Queen Latifah. I love Queen Latifah. Really? Yes. She To me, she's very, like, welcoming. Like, when I see her, I'm like, oh, she would give me a hug. Yeah, she reminds me of, like, the like you just want to be swaddled. Yes. I want to lay my chest on her bosom and, like, be told it'll be fine. <laughs> That's your role in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just on her breast the whole time. This former A-list entertainer will probably always have A-list name recognition. Despite being linked with some of the biggest names in rock and also a boyfriend who will have drama forever in his life, she has started hooking up again with this B-list mostly television actress who famously dated one woman but has been with a string of men since. The singer, being Sheryl Crow, rock star boyfriends Eric Clapton and Kid Rock, Drama boyfriend, Lance Armstrong, and apparently she was hooking up with Anne Heche again, who, of course, dated Ellen. 
Cheryl Crow, you little sneak. I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this B-list mostly television actress with an A++ list name recognition, celebrity significant other. Our actress has been hiding her anorexia from her significant other who almost broke up with the actress before because of it. Again, this is something that they've now been open about, that Portia is just in their house struggling, not really going outside and stuff and just being in Ellen's mansion under Ellen's control going through it. And Portia is actually the one who, obviously she has spoke out about all this, but she's the one who brought up the moving. And that's why it may have bothered me more. <laughs> she was like, I can't move every two years. She's obsessed with moving. Yeah. Yeah, she, you know, she has like, she's like into interior design like gutting houses and stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah she'll buy these like mansions and renovate them and then leave in a year and Portia's like can we ever just have a home yeah like I'm going through it right now if I could just have (laughs) a house that'd be cool if I could just have one room to myself this couple consists of an A-list celebrity who I love and who is in every aspect of entertainment comedian movies tv well I don't think she sings Married to her B-list partner, who's only B-list by proxy. The B-listers' past struggles are very well documented and out in the open with nothing but support from the A-lister. They've been discussing starting a family, and the B-lister is very on board with it. The problem is that the A-lister knows that those struggles have come back in a very huge way and are being hid from her. She doesn't want to bring her baby into the mess now that she knows what's going on. The more she's found out, She sees that her spouse struggles have escalated to the point that they never were before. Rumors are coming out that are aggravating it even more. And the A-lister is doing everything she can to combat them to not make matters worse, as well as act like she doesn't know what's going on. She's waiting for the B-lister to open up about it, and it's not happening. Meanwhile, she's doing everything she can to come up with an excuse after excuse as to why they need to put off having a baby. I see a trip to rehab in the B-lister's future, or I have a feeling that their marriage is going to end up just what the gossip sites are saying, in serious trouble. Now, is he joking when he says an A-list celebrity who I love? I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Both halves of this married couple regularly say that they don't want children. However, if you were to get the younger half of the pair alone and just a little bit drunk you would hear a completely different story. She wants a baby. In fact, she would like more than one baby. However, there are two factors that will make that nearly impossible. First, her older spouse has 99% of the fame, money, and power in the relationship, and she doesn't want children. Second, the potential mommy has too many health obstacles and lingering bad habits to carry a baby full term. So the only way of becoming a potential mommy is by getting healthy, getting pregnant by having an affair, and somehow hiding the pregnancy for the first few months. Then the power player would be forced to play along and pretend that they had a baby all along. When couples have different views on having children, it can make for a stressful marriage. In the case of this couple, the domineering partner's overwhelming opposition to children has become downright scary. When our girl, who's an actress, started leaking how she really wanted to have a baby, her spouse found out and brought down the hammer on her. Our actress was forced to make a very public statement in an awkward and controlled environment, completely renouncing her desire to have children. According to a friend of the couple, quote, 
It was like watching a hostage make a statement condemning their own country. It was all scripted and controlled. She was terrified and said exactly what the control freak wanted her to say. Portia and Ellen. I mean, the control freak stuff is very real, in my opinion. Totally. And I feel like anybody who remembers those interviews where Portia would go on the show to, like, you know, clear something up or, like, address a rumor or something, they were always really awkward and tense. It didn't ever feel, it just felt weird for like a married couple. Isn't it interesting to go back and watch certain Ellen interviews after she got canceled? Yes. Well, because it's like you said earlier, like I feel like we watched a lot of that stuff through the guise of like, they're friends with her. Like They're in on it. Yeah, they're all in on it. They all love Ellen. The reason they come back is, is they love these pranks and She's so good at asking awkward questions. She's so silly. Little did we know they're all just like white knuckling it. It's like Boris and Barbara Walters. Yeah, 100%. Because they can't even cry. They have to pretend to be laughing at all this horrible shit. You know? (laughs) No, it's true. It's like the Mariah Carey clip is enough to send you into a spiral. Absolutely. It's horrible. This married B-plus list mostly television actress with A-list name recognition due in no small part to her A-plus list significant other passed out while filming her show last week. The actress is convinced that she's gaining weight even though she has never weighed less in two decades. The pill diet is probably not helping either. And that was when she uh, was on Scandal. That's sad. No. We're now in 2015. This Hollywood power couple has been on the brink of divorce while putting up a happy front for the cameras. In what may be a last-ditch effort, they're reportedly employing a classic save-the-marriage move in planning for a baby. This is often one of the worst things a couple can do to keep their marriage together. Whether it works for these two remains to be seen. So that's 2015. Ellen and Portia are still together and still don't have a child. Yeah. Portia's like beating on the glass like let me out of this goddamn it's like full you I was about to say I it's like should we save Portia no literally you want to send the police somewhere send them to Ellen's house (laughs) don't tell them that Troy don't tell them that (laughs) Ellen's like why did I get swatted she's like I got 400 pizzas delivered today (laughs) I'll say from beyond the blinds (laughs) She'd kill us. Literally. Why are they talking about renewing their vows? Did they not take the first time? In the case of this famous show business couple, the answer is absolutely not. One is very controlling and a big time cheater. The one wore a beautiful dress. They may think that their vow renewal will help their marriage, but their friends don't hold out much hope that it will. They are quietly taking bets among themselves as to how long the marriage will last after the renewal. This is a $1,000 buy-in to the wager. The current over-under is just one year. Well, y'all lost that bet. I love how marriage renewals or like vow renewals are a sign that you're in trouble. It's like the kiss of death. I know. The increased drug use of this B-plus list, mostly television actress, is not only going to lead to her divorce, but also might see her get demoted or fired from her hit network show where she just got promoted. Portia and Ellen, and that's when Portia was on Scandal. Back to the 90s for this one. It's a clash between two powerful show business figures 
one a legitimate mainstream mogul and the other a controversial nonconformist personality. Our A-list personality used to slam our A-list mogul for her various problems, things like weight, her persona, her show. On his show, and our A-list mogul, who famously gets on well with everyone, used to rage hard at the A-list personality's harsh words. She'd have interns report on what the A-list personality would say, and when she discovered his brutal review of her, she would go crazy and rage at everyone around her, throwing things and firing people. Ultimately, the two enjoyed a stint at the same company, and it was amongst the A-list mogul's perks that she would never have to encounter the A-list personality. That meant someone had to be on retainer to ensure their schedules never conflicted. Our A-list personality, now reformed in his ways and probably more B-list, has attempted to make up with our mogul, but she's ignored all attempts. Our A-list mogul is now starting to feel this way about the A-list television host, who seems to have learned the ropes from our A-list personality. So this, of course, is the A-list mogul obviously being Oprah, the personality being Howard Stern and the TV host being Ellen. And yeah, Howard Stern is such a good example of somebody that Ellen would be like, he's so evil. He's so mean, which Howard Stern is like a piece of shit. But like, girl, what, what how are you any different? Because she's not mean to celebrities, even though she is. Right. Because she likes puppies. Right. She likes to give them to her employees. <laughs> This B-list, mostly television actress who landed a really good role is married to an A-plus lister. Our B-lister did some press this week and was absolutely blitzed for her first interview of the day. It's a good thing she was sitting for the interview because standing and walking was not working for her. Portia. And again, like, you can look those up. I know everyone was talking about Portia on Twitter for a while. Yeah, and then when she came back to Arrested Development, she looked so different i know the only thing people could even talk about was like how different portia looked isn't it crazy how arrested development like jason bateman was evil on that set and so was jeffrey tambor right and you would never guess it you know what i mean there's an article maybe new york times or variety if you guys are interested it's all about how terrible they were to um jessica walter and it's all about how evil Jason and Jeffrey were to her. Do you remember that video that came out of them filming? There was like um somebody had released audio of them filming and they were being so mean to her. Yeah. Oh, I can't even think about it. And she was my favorite part of the show. Oh, me too. She was the best. RIP to her. I know. She was great. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. This former B-list mostly movie actress has divided her time between movies and television. For a B-lister, she has A-list name recognition because of some really erratic behavior and a very high-profile relationship with an A-lister that she has never repeated. Anyway, our actress is hated on her new show because she is sleeping with the creator when needed to make sure that she gets the most lines and that people who get in her way get removed. She really hasn't changed. So this is Anne Heche. She was dating James Tupper. The erratic behavior, of course, is her 2000 breakdown and Ellen being the person that she dated. And she was sleeping with either Gideon Raff or Tim Kring. This A-list talk show host is not really helping with keeping their significant other sober. Ordering drinks and telling the significant other it's okay to have a sip or two of the drink is just not nice. I expected more. Yeah, don't do that, people. Yeah. This A-list openly gay celebrity is cheating on her wife with a young blonde intern. The intern looks exactly like a famous ex she had back in the day. And apparently the intern looked like Anne Heche. <laughs> We're now in 2016. This could almost be called a kindness. This former comic turned actress turned talk show host had the A-list mostly movie actor on her show recently. Apparently, he was a little nervous about going on the show and was hiding out in his car at the studio. Our talk show host went up to the car, tapped on the window, and passed him a shot of tequila and drank one herself. Apparently, that broke the ice and he went on to do the show. Oh, what a sweetie. She went to Leonardo DiCaprio's car while he was probably in there vaping and gave him a shot. What a kindness, Blind. She was like, you're going to come on this fucking show. You're going to do this fucking interview. (laughs) And here's a shot. (laughs) And you get to leave with three dogs. I'm just like picturing her walking up to his car holding a bunch of dogs and liquor. Fuck. Fuck. This B-list, mostly television actress on a hit network show, wants to keep working, but her wife wants the actress to get some help for her eating disorder and thinks that's more important. And that's Portia and Ellen, of course. This former A-list, mostly movie actress who is a celebrity offspring actually had her PR people call a talk show to make sure the talk show host asked this former tweener turned singer about his love life and, and to specifically ask about our actress. I'm upset with this. So it's saying that Kate Hudson asked Ellen to basically confront Nick Jonas on TV about dating her for attention. I'm obsessed with that. (laughs) I wonder how many calls like that she got. Like probably a a ton. Oh, yeah. You know, like, please, you know, embarrass this person or like ask them this thing or like whatever. And she's like, and I would love nothing more than to publicly humiliate Nick Jonas. 
She's like, consider it done, Jennifer Aniston. I'll see you at <laughs> Joe, Joe Francis's house. What talk show ho pressures their employee to adopt dogs even when they feel forced to and don't really want one? And this is how many years later? I don't even know. Honestly, like, that's a fucking nightmare. It's insane. And it's in, it's inhumane to give a, to make somebody have a dog they can't take care of is insane. Like, that's not nice. It's like crazy. <laughs> it's not nice to the dog. It's not right. nice to the person. Like This former actress turned comedian, turned reality star, turned comedian, turned host, turned comedian, says she is being blackballed by this A-list talk show host. And this is the first of a few Kathy Griffin blinds. I love Kathy Griffin. I know. I've been seeing on TikTok a lot of people trying to convince Kathy to start a podcast. Oh. It seems, and she's getting her voice back. Oh, good. Yeah, she's almost completely back to normal. And she just, it's like she has nothing to lose at this point. She could do her stand-up via podcast. And she has so many stories and so much insight into this stuff, you know? All of her old clips from her stand-up and all of her old interviews are all going viral on TikTok because she's called out all of the shit that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're now in 2017. Speaking of cheating, this A++ list daytime talk show host is cheating on her significant other. It's most likely divorce time. Our host is in love or in lust with someone. Spoiler alert, still very married five years (laughs) after this blind. Want to know how this B-list mostly television actor slash performer slash celebrity manages to get loved on by this permanent A-lister despite all his sex assaults and rapes? Blackmail. He and his friends have some recordings of the significant other of the permanent A-lister and they are doozies. This is insane. Sex with multiple guys and drug use. Doing lines of coke off of naked bodies. So the next thing you know, the permanent A-lister is all smiles and saying what a great guy the B-lister is and everyone show love to him. So that's Danny Masterson with Ashton Kutcher. And apparently they have videos of Portia that they used to blackmail. I believe that. And like, I know that you and I have been saying that basically since the first episode of this show, that blackmail is how Hollywood goes round, goes round. Basically, it's how the world turns. It's just so jarring when you hear random connections like that. Like Danny Masterson is holding on to basically Portia sex tapes. Who would ever put that together? Right. Also, Ashton just came out and spoke for the, I think for the first time since everything with Danny. And And this is the quote he said. I know that this is an Ellen episode, but it just feels right to like talk about it here. So this is what he said. This is what he said to Esquire. I wholesale feel for anybody who feels like they were violated in any way. He told Esquire in an article published, adding that he wants Masterston, quote, to be found innocent of the charges brought against him. He said, ultimately, I can't know. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the DA. I'm not the victim. And I'm not the accused. And so in that case, I don't have space for comment. Mm. You just don't know anything, huh, Ashton? You poor thing. So innocent. I'm sorry this is happening to your friend, Ashton. I feel bad for Ashton. Wow, he's so naive. He's such a good guy. And all he wants is innocence. It's, you know. 
This A-plus list, mostly movie actor, even threw down the line not to cross with the talk show host. No one throws down a line to. She did cross over it a couple times, but in a very timid way. Reason he doesn't want to talk. No one has come up with a good story that every party can agree to. And that's Bradley with Ellen. I'm guessing it has to do with maybe his baby, maybe a relationship. Why, yes, that was this A-plus list talk show host coming out alone of what's supposed to be a couple's counseling. Her significant other has been absent from the last few sessions. And this married A-plus list talk show host has a new girlfriend and is acting like their significant other is out of their life for good. When? Right. (laughs) Cannot say they don't know how to play the game. This talk show host rarely, if ever, gets papped. But with marriage troubles everywhere in the media... Our hosts managed to not only get papped, but also get papped mid-kiss with their significant other. What a coincidence. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) This now permanent A-list comic slash actress slash host has been on a new diet and she is taking it way too far. She refuses to change and people are worried that she will die if she doesn't stop doing what she's doing. And this is about Ellen, not about Portia. Hmm. Talk about helping someone out. Both this daytime talk show host and her guest, who is a former tweener, both did a fellow former tweener a solid by putting it out there that he's into women. Is there any person out there who does not know he prefers guys? I mean, come on. There's another daytime talk show host who practically spelled it out for everyone. So the daytime talk show host being Ellen, the guest being Demi, and they were covering up for Nick Jonas and apparently Andy Cohen almost outed him. This permanent A-list comedian talk show host is doing anything to stay silent through all the sex assault harassment stories because the host knows that they are covering up and is afraid it will be exposed on their own staff and own history, which will tarnish that A-list brand in a hurry. If she only knew. You already did it, babe. She only knew. This A-plus list talk show host is getting a divorce just as soon as the last big asset of their marriage is sold. It's been taking some time and things have become much more testy between the couple. And that's when they were selling their Santa Barbara estate. But again, they just like to move. She just gets sick of homes. This A-list host all of you know was cheating on their spouse. They were so scared of being caught up in some kind of scandal, though, with what is going on. The host wrote an incredibly large check to keep things quiet and is now lovey-dovey with the spouse again. We are now in 2018. This talk show host has not always been a talk show host. Back in the day, she was famous for doing something else in the entertainment world. During that time, while she was A-list and in charge, she did nothing while sexual harassment was going on around her. And that was allegedly Ellen and Jeremy Piven on the set of Ellen. Jeremy Piven seems like a monster. Yeah. You guys, please remember that we need to do a Jeremy Piven episode and then remind us. Maybe that's Patreon next week. Yeah, because he needs, we need to talk about Jeremy. (laughs) This talk show host has known for ages about the cheating done by the B-plus list actor slash writer, but never told his now ex, who is a permanent A-lister. So this is saying that Ellen was aware that Justin Thoreau was cheating on Jennifer Aniston, and even though they're friends, she didn't tell her. I'm sure Jennifer Aniston knew Justin Thoreau was cheating on her. Come on. The way that they try and make it seem like Jennifer is just like this dingbat idiot who never knows what's going on with men is so funny to me. <laughs> we now have a Mr. X blind. 
Which A-plus list daytime talk show host has a way her booking office gets all the A-list guests on her show and leaves her competitors high and dry with big name guests? Well, for one thing, the production conglomerate behind her show needs some puff piece questions when said guests come to promote their movie. Unlike other talk show hosts, she's on very good terms with PR people and agents, you know, in case the star needs to make an appearance to do some damage control and sends them gifts as a thank you. Celebrity guests, for the most part, dread going to her show because they know she's an uber bitch behind the scenes and just plain don't like her. That's why the green rooms are stocked with a bar. Oh, and did I mention she has several deals with some celebs that they only appear on her show and no other daytime talk show host? I mean, daytime talk shows. I mean, that's like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. That's very like normal, I think, that yeah. that they won't go on other talk shows, I mean. Yeah, that's the culture. I mean, look no further than when Ellen got canceled. Like, the people who were going on her show, you know, it was all very strategic. Yeah. Like, her and Scooter Braun definitely have some kind of agreement. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's no reason why Justin Bieber needed to be on Ellen DeGeneres every other week. Yeah, 1,000%. And also, I 1,000% that Ellen was, like, not team conservatorship, but she had an agreement with Britney's conservators that that was a safe space for her to go and not be asked inappropriate questions. Oh, wow. Because Ellen is the only talk show that Britney would do for like years. Mm-hmm. Now, this is wild. This blind. <laughs> if it seems someone from this reality family is on a certain talk show almost every day, it is because the married host has a crazy crush on one of the family members and thinks a hookup is possible. This is alluding to Ellen trying to hook up with Kendall Jenner. <laughs> I think Kendall Jenner is just like asexual. Like I truly do not. I know a lot of blinds. We did an episode on her, obviously saying she's allegedly gay. I don't mm. even think Kendall Jenner like enjoys sex. I would imagine that at this point, given the way that her mom has like positioned her in the world, I don't know if she enjoys sex either. I feel like for her, it's probably just a transaction. Yeah. And it's like she knows that she's like desired by men. And like Anna Nicole used to be like that. Like she just would hook up with guys fully for transaction. And but like she really liked women. Hmm. I feel like Kendall's like dead behind the eyes lately. All the pictures I've seen. Yeah, agreed. Apparently, if there's going to be a lot of drinking, this permanent A-list celebrity leaves her significant other at home so they won't be tempted to booze and fall off the wagon again. Okay. In the How Diva Can You Be award category, this A-list talk show host, who is probably permanently A at this point, and as an entertainer too, wins for today. Our talk show host had their assistant ship the talk show host's mattress to a city where the talk show host was going to be performing for almost a week. One night or less, the talk show host can manage. Otherwise, the mattress is getting shipped. That's so weird. That's also on your rider when we do live shows. <laughs> I'm like, where is my helix? <laughs> if you go on the show of this A-plus list talk show host, she will call and ask for special PR favors when needed. It's part of the deal you make when you agree to go on the show. No one who could ever be a possible detractor or in conflict with one of her positions, is allowed to be a guest. 
you need to like tweet like actually ellen's great yeah and of course you know it makes complete sense two writers on the talk show hosted by this a-list host asked for a raise the host fired them and brought in two new writers at scale pretty much the way the host treats every writer on that show yep we're now in 2019 and this is a mr x blind he's finally getting called to the carpet This A-list actor and comic is going on an apology tour for some old remarks he made. He originally wanted to start the tour on that illiterate talk show host's show because she was one of the first people to defend him. But his PR people panicked and ordered that he will go on the show hosted by that funny lady or else his career won't recover. He begrudgingly said yes. More proof that the latter host caters to the PR people of her guests. She won't treat him with kid gloves, however. She'll probably lecture him about how wrong he was, blah, blah, blah. Will he get his old job back? I don't know. But I'm sure he'll get a knee pads cover because the same conglomerate is in charge of both that magazine and the show he's going on. So that's when Kevin Hart went on the Ellen show to apologize about his homophobic remarks. But apparently he wanted to go on Wendy Williams first. Of course, Ellen was where they sent him. Of course. Sit him down with the lesbian. People will forget. Mm-hmm. The, yep, the lesbian who's sweet and will just do a prank with you, and that's it. It was a knockdown, drag out fight as this A plus list talk show host talks smack about the new company their significant other recently started. And Portia started an art publishing and curation company called General Public that uses 3D technology to create exacting reproductions of original works, including the texture and brushwork of paintings. That's so cool. I know. That sounds really cool. I didn't even know that. This A-plus list daytime talk show host is cheating on their significant other with someone who works with horses. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Show me the horse girl. Right. What is it? Whitney Cummings? (laughs) They're like Kendall Jenner. Right. (laughs) If this is true that Ellen like cheats all the time with and like whatever do you think that she's like a jimmy fallon where she's always trying to fuck her hot female guests no doubt like is she trying to fuck pam anderson i feel like her yeah i mean i'm sure i guess it makes sense and if there is that secret lesbian society in hollywood yeah she's like, ellen's not allowed into that <laughs> ellen's like you should come to this party with me later it's just because I, I don't even know if ellen would like speak to guests before they come on the show. You know, I don't know how she treats her guests. Well, from what I've heard, she's really, really nice to like, if you're, you know, if you're an A-lister, like if you're a A -A 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 lister you see a side of her that other people wish they could see. Mm -hmm. So I could totally see her being like, hi, Kendall Jenner, are you doing anything later? There's this party at Melissa Etheridge's house. You should come. (laughs) Not Melissa Etheridge. Carol Crow will be there as well. Right. We're going to play the Lilith Fair soundtrack. Have you heard it? I bet you that she's like one of those like aggressive lesbians. Now, like even if you're her straight friend, she's going to push you as close to like. Mm -hmm. To the edge. To the edge. (laughs) A little James Charles in her. This married talk show host keeps selling off properties bought during the marriage because the talk show host is getting a divorce. No one seems to want to discuss it. Does the host have that much power? And it's saying that at this point, they're living completely separate lives. It's for the best. Girl, get out. Of course, (laughs) run. 
This A-list talk show host just signed a new lucrative deal. The thing is, though, the deal allows for guest hosts up to half the time. So that's her renewing her talk show host for three more years. Hmm. It looks like Brad Pitt and Ellen DeGeneres have an ex in common. This is an interesting one. But they're keeping their lips sealed on who it is. The actor, 55, made a surprise appearance on Friday's episode of The Ellen DeGeneres Show, jokingly trying to blend in as an audience member and Ellen superfan before being brought on stage for an interview. As the two started talking, DeGeneres 61 asked if Pitt remembered where they met. He said, quote, I remember at a Melissa Etheridge pool party where I think you were hitting on my girlfriend, Pitt recalls, adding that it was in the late 80s, early 90s. Was I hitting on your girlfriend, really? DeGeneres responded laughing. I think so. I was flattered, Pitt replied. I actually sensed that I have dated another one of your girlfriends. DeGeneres revealed, though, she didn't disclose the identity of the special someone on stage. We'll talk about that later. After the show, Pitt agreed. Ellen revealed she dated Brad Pitt's ex-girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. If it was the 80s and 90s, I believe that it was... Would it be Juliette Lewis? Yes, it could. Actually, yeah, it could very much be Juliette Lewis. Because they dated from 89 to 93. He dated this woman named Sanita for a few years in the 80s. I thought it might be her. God, he's dated so many people, though. You never know. He dated Robin Givens. Like, I kind of feel like maybe Gina Davis it could be. I love it. I want it to be Juliette Lewis, kind of. <laughs> of course. She was so young when they dated, though. People don't really talk about Brad Pitt's love of young women. I know. Juliet was like, what, 16 or 17 or something? And he was like 26 or something? Yeah. There were so many celebrity likes and comments on a recent post because the one named celebrity reached out and asked them all to do it as a favor. So that is Ellen's friendship with George W. And we are now in 2020. The regular media is finally reporting what I and everyone else who works in L.A. has said for years. The one named talk show host is not a nice person. I still can't get over that. Dakota Johnson was like the domino to start that. Who would have? Ellen probably sits back and thinks about that interview like, you dumb little bitch. She fucking hates Dakota Johnson. Yeah, like she is like, you motherfucker. And you're protected by your powerful parents, you little bitch. (laughs) And your grandmother who's owned lions and tigers. (laughs) Holy shit. The one named daytime talk show host is making plans to shoot her show from home with no audience and wants to continue that even after the crisis has ended. So that is Ellen just wanting to always shoot her show from home. It was so insane how quickly like late night shows were able to figure out how to have their show from home. Oh, I know. I know. And also like the way that it kind of dismantled that whole I mean, obviously, late night shows are still very much a thing and whatever. But like the way that we looked at them was so different then. Mm -hmm. Like how many people really want to watch Ellen in her living room just talking manically? But I mean, she would get like Justin Timberlake to come on and talk about his new baby they just had. Like she, her and Justin Timberlake, I don't even want to know what's happened between them. God, the women that they've probably shared and fucking pissed (laughs) about. I want to (laughs) know. This A-list talk show host has been almost non-existent in their life with their spouse. The quarantine has just made that more public slash evident. The one-name talk show host fired a writer for a joke that landed flat. Of course, the talk show host approved the joke in advance. 
And that's when she said self-isolating in her mansion was like being in jail. What were celebrities up? Like (laughs) the fucking COVID celebrities, like even like Vanessa Hudgens being like, people are going to die. Like it's a sickness. It's like the flu. But do we really need to cancel Coachella? (laughs) (laughs) They were all just on one. Like I just have the image burned in my mind of Ellen's big, crystal scary blue like like white walker eyes staring into that fucking zoom camera every day i think something we passed over very quickly as a whole was the clapping when like priyanka chopra was out there clapping any like important event i have coming up whether it's a wedding or a funeral i don't know what it'll be but i want priyanka clapping playing somewhere just her <laughs> on, on a loop just her clapping Oh my God. This daytime talk show host says one thing out of their mouth, but for years, they were one of the behind the scenes reasons why another separate pride parade had to be set up in South Los Angeles. And it says in parentheses, pride forever, EW's LGBTQ issue celebrates new storytellers, enduring icons and Hollywood icons. And then it says Ellen DeGeneres is an anti-feminist egomaniac and she needs to be stopped. Okay. I don't know the backstory there, but okay. This daytime talk show host is paying a lot of money to tabloids to run positive stories about her. They're disguised as interviews, but no actual interviewing is done. This applies to several online websites too. So these are all just parentheses. Who wants to teach Ellen DeGeneres how to be a better person? Ellen DeGeneres deletes tweet referring to people of color after receiving backlash for not referring to black people. Ellen DeGeneres is an anti-feminist egomaniac and needs to be stopped. So that must have been an article. The, the Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. If you think things are bad at the office for employees of the talk show host, multiply that times 10 for her employees at home. You think the actress is a kind and loving employer? Ha. And yeah, I can imagine being a staff inside Ellen's house. Oh my God. I didn't even think of like people working in her home. During the pandemic, when she can't leave, can you imagine? Oh my God. Those poor housekeepers probably go home with a fucking dog and a bird (laughs) and a lizard every day. (laughs) You You get a dog and you go home and just cry into it. Yeah. Your house is full of dogs you don't want. The one name talk show host is finally starting to fire back and defend, but it just makes her look even worse as more and more accusations emerge. At this point, she should just walk away for a solid decade. And that is when Ellen decided to apologize and take responsibility over toxic workplace. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, you should fucking apologize. <laughs> That's usually what you do when you treat people really bad, lady. And didn't she try and spin it to say she didn't actually know what was going on, but she should have known? Yeah. It's like, no, you're the reason people held their breaths as you walked by because you didn't want to hear someone breathe. Right. They can't look at you. So how are they going to tell you their feelings? Hey, I'm so sorry, but (laughs) you really upset me. Um, I think you're a racist. Uh... (laughs) I'd be racist. Here's a dog. Yeah. This A-list manager might as well give up being a butt-kissing hypocrite. The talk show host is going to quit. 
there will be no show for him to send his talent roster. The singer who will move up the list with her new show hates the manager. So that is Scooter Braun. And the singer being Kelly Clarkson, it says in parentheses, Kelly is the one who told Taylor to re-record all of her songs to screw over Big Machine. And then in parentheses, Scooter Braun supports Ellen DeGeneres amid workplace misconduct. Keep your head held high. Scooter Braun, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I didn't know that he said that that was his quote to Ellen. I'm dying. And we did talk a lot about that blind item in our Kelly Clarkson episode, if you guys haven't listened to that one yet. Oh, have I just erased that from my brain? Yeah, we talked about it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I filed, I, I dump all the files when we're done out of my head. No, I get it. I mean, Kelly Clarkson's actually kind. So she's like the anti-Ellen. Right. Literally. Like, and now that she's a talk show host, too, it's like literally. There's a lot of buzz that this foreign born talk show host may replace the one named host. Great idea. Replace the most hated host in the world with the second most hated host. And that would be James Corden replacing Ellen DeGeneres. That rumor, I remember sending me into a spiral. It's like, no, we don't want the English Ellen DeGeneres either. Just another person coming out to fucking dance to Justin Timberlake. I'm good. And just so everyone knows, we did try to do a James Corden episode, but there were zero blind items and everything I found on Reddit was everything we already know about him. Yeah, he's mean and annoying. Yeah, he's very mean. This former A-list actress, Anne Hayes, who is best known for faking a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres and having a character, Daisy, in a movie, Bowfinger, written by Martin Scorsese, based on her thirst for fame, once smacked the car windows of what she thought was a car belonging to the woman having an affair with her then boyfriend. And it turns out it was the wrong car. So that's just a fun little Anne Hage moment of her beating up a car. The disliked daytime talk show host will have further reason to be disliked. She stole a show idea from a former cast member of The Hills. (laughs) It doesn't say whose idea she stole, but that's Ellen... For the next great designer. Wait, is it talking about Lauren Conrad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, did Lauren Conrad want to make a show about... I mean, we know that she's a Coles girly, but that might be fun. Ellen said, not on my watch. Ellen said, I'm the fashionista out of the two of us. <laughs> right, right. With my white sneakers and my suits. I forgot that Ellen had that little spinoff show for like a year. It didn't do well. Usually this award show just gives the awards to those who promise to show up. The pretense of anything else kind of went out the window last night. That being said, as far as I know, they have never actually sold an award. But you have to wonder about the choice of the one named talk show host as a winner. Who would have ever voted for her? No one. She needed to win, though. Was the promise of showing up enough? Or was there money that changed hands? So this is in reference to Ellen winning the People's Choice Award at the height of her being canceled (laughs) so that would make sense it's crazy how many people did not stand up for ellen that was like shocking i really thought more celebrities would be like she's not bad like i loved her but not many did and the ones that did it felt like you said earlier that they were forced to keep your head unless it's like scooter (laughs) brawn yeah (laughs) this is a mr x blind 
Which agency refuses to let any other clients appear on the illiterate talk show host program? The last rep was overheard saying her show was, quote, too urban, which is code for exactly what you think it is. And the host is, quote, mean to her guests and staff. Like the host, Ellen, who's one of the agency's biggest clients and who the agency's clients are required to appear on, isn't? What hypocrites and wusses. So it's saying people couldn't go on Wendy Williams, but they were more than welcome to go on Ellen. Yeah. They're just making a shitty excuse for being racist. Being racist, yeah. With the show in crash and burn mode and no love from the general public, what does the A-list talk show host have to lose by claiming she is COVID? Maybe someone will empathize. Meanwhile, it gives her a month-long break where she can wallow around in her new house and pick which household staff she can fire during the holidays. That was when, like, a celebrity having COVID was, like, the craziest, most unimaginable thing. Right. We're now in 2021. This is a reader blind. 90s limo driver. The dispatch order had one female name on it, which the driver didn't recognize. He arrived at the pickup location in the Hollywood Hills. Two women came out and got into the car. It was clear which of them was in charge, so the driver addressed her by name on the order. The woman rolled her eyes and looked at her companion, giving the, quote, loser doesn't know who I am look. The name on the order was that of her companion. After a couple of very sarcastic comments from the woman, the driver began driving to a premiere in Westwood. The condescending woman had the driver stop two blocks away from the premiere and drop her girlfriend off to walk the rest of the way so she could arrive at the premiere solo. The driver later learned that she was a comedian who had a hot television show at the time and was still in the closet. So it says it was either Ellen or Rosie. And it really feels like it could be either one. A hundred percent. This one is sad. This former network star turned Disney host slash part-time talk show host is about to become a full-time talk show host. The one named host needs to spend the next year out of the public eye and is going to walk away from the show. So this is when it was rumored that Twitch would actually take over hosting the show Mm -hmm. when all of that stuff was happening. That's really sad. I know. I will say his death was like a tough one. Yeah. It was so unexpected. Like, it was so unexpected. Mm -hmm. It was very, very sad. Did you see what Todd Call said about it? I'm sure, but I don't know if I remember. He basically blamed, like, this Ellen scandal. And Twitch's family was like, no. Like, that's not... They were like, what the fuck? Like, because I guess Twitch did leave a note. They never said and they i hope they never do you know that's very personal but yeah todrick was just like oh it's because of ellen todrick is another one that needs to just tweet into the notes app and then put the phone down someone needs to steal his phone seriously the war over the years i've written about the battle between one side of the velvet mafia with a nominal head in the closeted a-list host slash producer ryan seacrest who does a little bit of everything in the old guard led by mogul David Geffen. They each have differing ideas on what the mafia should be doing and who it should be helping and protecting, but there is a lot of mutual respect and neither was going to have the other killed or blacklisted or anything like that. Sure, there is some fallout when one of their boy toys chooses sides and can't get work for a while, but they call that fun and games. One thing they mutually agreed to do is make sure a different talk show host, Ellen, went down for the count. 
Ooh. Did the talk show host bring it upon themselves? Absolutely. Did the media, with a push from the two rival leaders, help? Definitely. It seems as if both of them had big issue with the way the host wanted to be the king maker for all gays of Hollywood. The host said if you wanted their blessing, you needed to come on their show, and the host would tell all of their high-powered friends who came on the show not to hire so-and-so, or so-and-so was difficult. I mean, that's pretty much how the hosts live their lives anyway, so it wasn't much of a stretch. Our two leaders have carried that mantle for decades, and we're always looking for an opportunity to undercut and push the host out. They got their chance and made the most of it. They're also imposing penance on the gay men and women who pledged their loyalty to the host. Oh my God. So again, that's Ryan Seacrest, David Geffen, and Ellen DeGeneres. And apparently Adam Carolla said the gay mafia is real. I am, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> like that is, that is like music to my ears. Uh, that blind, I love it. I do not want David Geffen knowing we even spoke about him. Oh my God. And also it's like, it makes complete sense that Ryan Seacrest kind of sees himself as like the king of the Velvet Mafia right now because he is. Mm-hmm. Whether people realize that or not, like he is so powerful and he's so connected and people do what he says, you know? And I could see him and Ellen hating each other. One thousand percent. It's like two cats in a bag. <laughs> They're too similar. This A-list celebrity that no one likes and who used to be an actress is hooking up with her younger assistant, who was the daughter of a longtime employee. So that's saying that Ellen is hooking up with her young assistant. Which TV presenter hosted a big party at her house to thank colleagues for their tireless work on her show? A booze-laden affair that got so debauched, two women ended up hooking up in her pool? A guest who returned to the house the next day to pick up some belongings they'd left behind was surprised to see the pool had already been drained that morning in preparation for a deep clean. So that's Ellen apparently having a party at her home being like, I'm sorry I make work so fucking horrible for you. You guys can fuck in my pool. I would be terrified to go to her house. Me too. Because you know, I'd be you like, know. am I allowed to eat? Am I allowed to breathe? <laughs> and you know, she would. it's probably all filmed so that she can blackmail you later. Oh. You know? Speaking of A-plus list talk show hosts, this now former host has strip searched employees when the host thought they were stealing. If they complain, they're fired. Eek. Oh, God. And this former A-list talk show host is lending her name to a company that is selling celebrity meat, Bite Labs. Oh, I forgot when she was trying to do her version of a, what is, what is like Beyond Beyond Burgers? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure why anyone at this point is shocked by any kind of indecent behavior by this former A-list talk show host. The latest is much more vivid, but just confirms the years and years of toxicity from the former host. And that's when Grace and Chance said they felt completely abandoned because Ellen had a record label for a second. Yeah. I forgot about Grayson's whole like internet moment of, of exposing Ellen. I think it's on TikTok. If you guys want to watch it, I'm sure if you look up Grayson chance, yeah, it'll pop right up. I don't know why this former talk show host has even cared about people and saying nice things about her, but this A-list singer did exactly that. Maybe he wants a gig she can help him with. And that is Charlie Puth. 
saying nice things about Ellen as if it fucking matters what Charlie Puth thinks. I know. How do you feel about Charlie Puth? I've never seen someone so desperate for fame in my life. I've never seen something like it. And the thing is, he's so talented. I know. And he's like, annoying. yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> Calm the fuck down, girl. This hated married talk show host has been hooking up with some generic Instagram looking model. This will be a crazy expensive divorce. I do not know if Ellen and Portia are ever getting a divorce. I don't think so. Watch it happen tomorrow. I know. It'll literally be announced tomorrow. And this is our final blind of the Ellen moment. The former talk show host didn't even talk to her now dead co-star unless it was absolutely necessary. And I can't think of a time where she even talked to him after the show ended. So her tribute seems disingenuous at best. And that is in reference to Twitch. I mean, she's allowed to mourn someone's death, you know, and if she didn't say anything, could you imagine? Exactly. Because when I found it, I mean, I think most people immediately thought like, oh, my God, what is Ellen going to say about it? Or is she going to do some kind of tribute? Or I mean, obviously, you would think about Ellen. Yeah. So I think that's like a just a shitty blind. I do, too. Is Ellen rotted, Troy? No, absolutely not. She's absolutely rotted. She is a garbage pail individual. Fucking crazy. Yeah. You know what you call Leah Michelle an earth devil? <laughs> yeah. Ellen's also an earth devil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She is, Ellen is on one. And, you know, I will say, I guess just to kind of play some version of a devil's advocate, I do think it has to be tough to paint yourself into the corner of being nice. And Rosie O'Donnell has actually talked about that exact thing that, you know, she was very much painted into being the queen of nice. Mm. And um, when Ellen's show went into production, did you know that's like, like Rosie's entire staff works on that show? Yeah. So they basically just recreated the Rosie O'Donnell show. I mean, that's exactly what Ellen's show is. It's just a modern version of Rosie's show. Mm -hmm. She was painted into the exact identical corner as the nicest lesbian on TV. That's got to be tough. I will say that. It's got to be hard. But Mm -hmm. girl, you are a menace (laughs) to society. (laughs) You're giving everybody dogs. Right. Doing strip searches and shit at work. Girl, what is wrong with you? Pat downs, accusing people of thievery. Yeah. And I guess you're right with devil's advocate. Like, obviously, being a female, she probably had to work way harder to get a show. And but again, you can't like scream at someone for eating meat near you. Right. Like, I feel like there's a way that you can be cutthroat and also be nice to your staff. Mm -hmm. It's really not. It's so easy to be nice to people that work for you. Like, it's so easy to be kind, especially when you're somebody as famous as her and like just being in the same room as her is like a big deal to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to really easily make people feel happy. And for right. some teaches that you would think that she would get it. Yeah. Oh, fucking Ellen. Ellen needs to not be, she's going to try and make a comeback. We know she's not going to yeah. go quietly when her show's over, but mm-hmm. take, take some time off, Ellen, get your divorce. Yeah. And let Portia out. I know we miss her. 
un- unlatch Portia from whatever you have her attached to and let her out. You beast. <laughs> you beast. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed Ellen the Earth Devil. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was kind of, was fun. It was fun to drag Ellen, honestly. <laughs> but we love you very, very, very much, and we appreciate you beyond what we could ever put into words. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.